We're back. Episode 5 of Video Games FYI. I'm your host, Ryan. And let's just get into it. So today, today's been a weird day. Normally I record these on Friday night after I get home from work. Um, but some stuff happened with some travel arrangements that my girlfriend and her family were taking, making, doing. And I was going to record it this afternoon live on Twitch, but some other stuff happened that didn't go. So now I'm here Friday night slash afternoon, it's four o'clock and just recording this like normal. So uh, let's just get right into it with some video games. We are a week ahead, a week away from video games starting to come out again with Animal Crossing and Doom next week, which I'll talk about at the end. But in the meantime, I've been playing the same two games pretty much that I talked about last week, which is Apex and Yakuza 0. So um, Apex still has its um, Deja Loot event going on, which has been fun for the most part um that the first the the event itself lasted for two weeks um but they did one week of world's edge which is the current normal map and now they're on the another uh the second week is one week of king's canyon i've found at least in my experience that um the king's canyon it just feels a lot different um just it it feels slower because like i had multiple games in king's canyon the first few days where i didn't see a single person until there was two or three squads left and like i'm dropping in hot at any moment you know just dropping in as soon as possible in the places where i know i think there's gonna be good loot that's on the path and all that business but uh I have, I think that I think I don't know if it's something that actually was fixed or it was just how it felt, but I was dropping in a lot of places uh, the first couple of days, and I was finding a ton and a ton and a ton of shotgun and light ammo more so than any other ammo, more so than any other time I've played the game, and it was just really weird because it limited what you were using quite a bit because like oh I want to use a sniper but there's barely any sniper rounds so you're probably not going to use that even if you find the actual weapon that was interesting in a way because it you know a lot of times i do run a light weapon like our our the r301 but i don't run shotguns a lot so i mean it it led to me using like a peacekeeper or a mozambique more than i would normally which i ended up getting a kill with the mozambique so that worked i guess um but it, i don't know like the world's edge i, I felt it felt real good um but i just haven't been having any luck on the king's canyon variant i just actually earlier uh today i finished off the event like the the points needed for the challenge i got all five thousand, so that's i'm pretty much done like i keep playing but i don't know what i get after that so i mean I might just go back to regular and just do that, but uh, but other than that, like I said, I've been playing Yakuza Zero. That continued the game to continue to be real fun. Um, I got to the point where I played as Majima, Majima, Majima. I think it's Majima. 
um, where he's he is he's like kicked out of the yakuza, or is like he's technically still in it maybe, but I think he's out. But he's running a, a cabaret to make money for them, and I guess if he gets enough money, then they'll let him back in. Is what they're claiming. Probably not gonna be true, but I'm just running around, you know, running around um, Camarocho. Just seeing what they've got. I think since last time I did the side story, I, th- I think it was as Majima where I have to go and figure out why this guy's girlfriend, who's a teenager, is buying a bunch of lingerie. And it turns out she's selling it to weirdos on the street. And it turns out that she's being forced to by another teenager. So that kind of stuff is weird and... Uh, now I got a little girl calling me daddy because I gave her a red and a blue chestnut doll from the claw machine. So, you know, Yakuza is keeping up with its normal weirdness going on there, you know. Uh, but it's been a lot of fun. Uh, I, I don't know how long it is. I think I saw there's like 15 chapters. I'm on chapter four. I'm trying to take it slow and do side stuff but side stuff doesn't show up on the map and you have to kind of stumble across it so i'm sure i'm missing some stuff but what from what i understand you can't miss anything like the side stories and sub stories and stuff you can't miss it it's once it opens it's there you just have to find it and then it'll probably just expedite getting the next one or something like that getting to the next step if there is one so i mean that's that's good i could you know at one point just look up a guide and find the ones that I want to play and go from there. But that's all I've been playing this week. Like I said, next week, Animal Crossing and Doom. I haven't decided if I'm getting Doom yet. I, I pre-ordered Animal Crossing. It's already preloaded, I guess. I guess it's preloaded. That'll go up Thursday at 9 on my, my time. It should go up. So I'll be able to hopefully play that for a bit um, before doing the podcast next week. So I'll get to talk a little bit about that. I might stream it, I don't know. But, yeah, let's um, let's move on to the news, which actually, I don't know if it's just, just the stories that I came across or what, but there's a couple big stories, but it's pretty light on the video game news front, uh, probably because the world is on fire. So the real world news kind of made up for the lack of video game news. But, like, some of these stories are big. So we'll just start. They uh, released... The Call of Duty Battle Royale mode, which uh, I have not played. I have downloaded it. I just haven't had time to play it. I will actually maybe play that tonight. But it's been rumored and it, like it's been rumored for a while. And some leaker leaked some data about it. And then Activision was like going to sue them or something. And turns out that's Call of Duty Warzone. That's the, you know, it's up to 150 players. It's free to play. Um... We're already past this point, but if you had owned Modern Warfare, the new Modern Warfare, you got in four hours earlier than other people on March 10th. It's the 14th right now, so obviously that is already up. But it's uh, free to play. You do not need the regular Modern Warfare to play it. So you can just get in and and going. It supports up to 150 players. Um, And it it looks like you do... I was seeing here, or I was he- hearing, I should say, um, one 
solo duos or trios. I don't know if it goes up to four quads. Um, I I thought I heard it was just trios. Um, the 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 uh, I I don't know if it's like the the thing that kind of differentiates it, but it's definitely a thing. Is when you die, there are a couple ways you can come back. There are these boxes in the map where you could pay money, which you get from killing people, to bring back your teammates. I don't know if that's a, hey, four people are dead or two people are dead, bring back both, or if it's like you only bring back the first one. I'm not entirely sure. But if you die, you go to the gulag and you have to fight your way out. And I guess if you fight and win, you could you come back. Um, but I think it's only... I think it's only once. I don't know if you keep going in there or what, but you face off against another person and you have to beat them and win. Um, it's a he- pretty big map. You have um, some vehicles, ATV, rover, SUV, helicopter, um, and stuff like that. And then also there are those boxes that I said that have the, you could, you could pay to respawn. Also, they have other stuff in them. So I think that's how you get, like, you could pay for weapons, you could pay for armor maybe, or I think you, I saw you could pay for a kill streak. So, like, UAV would be pretty useful in, like, a Battle Royale mode, um, especially if you're getting down to, you know, getting down to the business where it's only a handful of people left, knowing where they are, really puts you at an advantage. Uh, so that's cool. Like I said, I haven't checked it out. I will probably do that tonight and talk about it next week. Because I just haven't had time to mess around with new stuff. Because I've been wanting to get that Apex stuff done. I wanted to play some more Yakuza. So, uh, moving on is actually a kind of a kind of big news story. But uh, Reggie Fizame, uh, formerly of Nintendo, has been appointed to um, the GameStop board of directors, along with Bill Simon and J.K. Simonek. Um, neither of them have video game experience, so who cares about them? But Reggie is on the board. He, I guess the, that board of directors is tasked with, you know, people not wanting to go to GameStop, like trying to bring back GameStop. Um, like maybe Reggie could help there. I don't really know what he can do. I guess, you know, he did... With Nintendo, he did kind of turn them around as far as, like, the marketing aspect goes. Because he's, as far as what I understand, he's pretty responsible for Nintendo's current uh, path. Nintendo's current, like, how they treat their consumers, how they see their consumers. I I think I was hearing, like, before he had came on, they were trying to go more hardcore, more, you know... What's the word I'm looking for? Like appeal more to like the people that would be on the Xbox and PlayStation side of everything, you know, as opposed to, you know, Nintendo's kind of got its own thing. A lot of people are a switch and another console because like everyone grew up with Nintendo and a lot of them have, you know, nostalgia for Nintendo. So they want to stay with them, but they also do want to play the Call of Duties and the, you know, Horizon Zero Dawns and the Grand Theft Autos. Did I ever say that? Um, so they kind of get both. So they like 
appeal to their nostalgia and their wanting to move forward, which Nintendo is not, you know, not really the best with moving forward in terms of gaming and stuff. They kind of stay stagnant and maybe move forward a little bit at a time compared to like Xbox and PlayStation, which are making decent jumps forward uh, at a good clip. So it'd be interesting to see if anything really comes of that. Uh, But moving on to the big story of the week, the big story of the week in video gaming, which is connected to the big story of the week, month, three months of the world, is E3 has been canceled, officially canceled, Due to coronavirus concerns. Um, I think I mentioned this last week. Uh, but I am 8-Bit. The creative directors of E3 dropped out. I don't know if they had heard rumblings. About you know. Oh we're probably going to have to cancel E3. So they wanted to get out ahead of it. Or they actually did just leave. Because they didn't think that the ESA was. Wanting to bring E3 to the place that. You know, the place that IM8 Bit saw it that they wanted to go for. So, uh, yep, they officially canceled it and they said, uh, after careful consultation with our member companies regarding the health and safety of everyone in the industry, our fans, our employees, our exhibitors, and our longtime E3 partners, we have made the difficult decision to cancel E3 2020, scheduled for June 9th through 11th in Los Angeles. So that is the big one that everyone's been kind of waiting for. Um, it is still roughly under three months away. Roughly over three months. Well, roughly under three months away. So, I mean, we would hope that things would get better by then, but it's not looking like it, to be to be quite honest. Um, it seems like it's not getting better as time goes on, so maybe it's better to, to cancel E3. And they did say... Um, in a further statement, something around like they still plan to do something digitally or working with other publisher publishers and uh, developers to kind of still have something going on E3 esque, but digitally be it press conferences or like, you know, we're going to debut the trailer or your announcement or, you know, whatever you're going to do at E3 we're you know, we're here to help you do it since some, for some publishers, for some smaller uh, publishers, like E3 was important because it got eyes on video games all at once. So they could kind of ride the wave of the big announcements at the you know, same time. It's like, oh, this new PlayStation 5 is you know being announced, which I mean, they're not, they weren't going to be at E3 anyway. So that's a bad example, but but also, hey, we got this new game that's also going to be on PS5 or, you know, this, we got this new game, you know, press going to E3 and they need to book appointments. So sometimes, you know, they would book something that they wouldn't have gone to see on its own, but they would see it like, oh, it's here. We need to book these appointments. So let's, you know, let's just see this one this one thing and turns out to be cool and then they continue covering it throughout its life and the game comes out and blah 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 like that's something that the smaller publishers and developers may lose with e3 going away because you don't have you have developers developers you have press 
not being there and needing to fill time or wanting to fill time, it's everything's still going to be, you know, everything's going to be scattered. Not all, you know, like I feel like it's easier going to be easier for these developers and publishers to get lost in an all digital E3 than it would normal E3 because press isn't going out and specifically seeing these new things. It may just be a quick video that they post on their website or they post on Twitter or something that it seems like it could more easily get buried if there isn't that that e that you know press conference thing trade show event all around it. So I mean, and then also which people have been talking about uh, since GDC was you know being talked about being canceled is. There's a decent amount of just business done at these kind of things where like a developer may, you know, meet with a publisher and pitch a game or, you know, they developers meet with other other developers and kind of bounce some ideas off of each other. Or I, I don't think this happens as much as E3. It might, but I think it's more of a GDC thing, but there's stuff where a person that may have never worked in the industry but has some skills or someone that worked and is now unemployed, they go to GDC and maybe E3 as well to talk to network, to talk to the other developers, talk to publishers, even maybe talk to press. Cause you know, there have been many instances where people from press go into, you know, developers and people from developers may come out and be press like just networking a is a lot of what I've been seeing, like why people like GDC, why people like E3. You know, some people are still like, you know, yeah, yeah, I don't have to travel. That's great. You know, it's, it was work. It was hard. You know, I could rest and find a different way to do this. But it was, it seemed like a lot of people were, were still going like, oh, this is nice that I get to see all these people. Like this is, some, this may be, you know, one of the only times this year I get to see these people. And it, it's nice just to, it's nice. It seems like it's nice to just have a, a reason for everyone that likes and covers and develops and publishes video games to just be in the same spot at the same time. And like, even if you could do, if you could still get the mo- most of it out of just going fully digital, you still miss for a lot of smaller, smaller everything like smaller developers publishers press like you still may miss that networking and you know business end stuff that is much harder to do online because you know there's a lot of people they still talk on twitter all the time but like being able to get together in person talking to each other in person having a good time is something that is is hard to replace with just a full digital you know show but it'd be interesting to see um, what goes on from here. I think they also they also basically already said like uh, E3 2021 is still going on, blah blah blah. So I think there's E3 is not going to go away. Um, they will have at least one more. But what how that 2021 show ha- is if it actually ends up happening is going to be interesting to see and interesting. It's going to be it's going to be make or break i think for e3 if 2021 comes around and e3 happens and it's and a lot of developers and publishers learn like 
we don't need E3. Here's the here's the numbers to prove it. Then E3 2022 maybe doesn't happen. Like it's it's hard to tell until we see what 2021 looks like if it happens. So, um, so other news. Uh, this one's actually it's kind of small because there's not a lot of information on it, but is it is crazy kind of. But 2K has uh, got into a deal with the NFL to produce more or produce football games again. Uh, the last one they did was 2K5, which is in 2004. So it's been you know six 16 years, gonna be 17 because this not this next one isn't gonna come out until 2021. Um, but the the big one here is it's non-simulation football game experiences. That says 2K is planning multiple non-simulation football game experiences, according to the story on uh, Game Informer. So I, it was probably around that time, 2004, maybe 2005, where uh, EA signed an exclusive deal with with um, the NFL for, for football games. It's the only one that I'm aware of the only sport that I'm aware of that had that deal. Um, Cause 2k uh, makes, they make basketball games, but also EA does sometimes um, 2k made ba- made baseball games. They weren't good. So they just stopped. So there is only one baseball game and it has been for probably coming up on 10 years. I don't know when the last 2k baseball game was, but I feel like it's, if not 10 coming up on 10, um, so there's only one game, and that's over at Sony. Uh, and like, there are multiple soccer games. Only I think only the EA one is is FIFA. I could be wrong, but there's there's Pro Evolution Pro Evolution Soccer. Um, if they're even still making that, like I think it's Konami, and they might have gotten out of that too. But there has been multiple soccer games. There is only one hockey game. I don't know if that is due to it doesn't seem like that's a license ea would get exclusively it seems like maybe it's like no one else cares about making another hockey game because i don't think those ea hockey games do exceptionally well hockey's kind of a, a weird sport that the people that like it really like it but the people that don't care really don't care that's probably not good for a hockey game or a you know high budget sports game like that so but maybe they have a deal and that's why but as far as I know, the only deal that they made was um, with the NFL EA did. So that kind of kicked 2K out. And you know, they, have, they have tried to make like Blitz. I think they re-released like Blitz in like 2008 or nine, and didn't do that well, I don't think. I think it was like all right, but still like, oh, not what we wanted. But it would be interesting to see what 2K has to offer for like non-simulation football game stuff because it would be interesting some of my favorite football stuff was nfl street which was ea because i think that was probably during the time when they had the the license for that uh, nfl stuff but nfl street i think it could work in a in like you know in a game form right now it's been long enough since we haven't had like an arcadey you know, football game and it, with NFL branding, like I think you could do something like that that would work. So I would be interesting if they go something like that. I don't know what else they would do. Maybe bring like backyard, the backyard sports. It's like have kid versions of 
Tom Brady and, you know, fucking Patrick Mahomes and stuff and just do backyard sports, get Pablo out there. And I really don't, Pablo's the only person's name I remember from those backyard sports games. And there's a kid in a wheelchair and that's pretty much it. But those games were a lot of fun back in the day when they came out. Maybe they do something like that. I don't know. It's, it would be, it's going to be interesting to see what they do with it. Like I said, we still got a year before we even, probably a year before we even hear anything about it. And I would imagine it would come out. I would, I feel like you wouldn't want to come out around Madden. So maybe they, they launch, maybe it's a year and it's launched. They do it like after the Super Bowl. So you have a football game to play until Madden comes out or something. I'm not entirely sure. Um, some other news here. This has been rumored for quite a bit of time. People have been shit talking it. Oh, this is not going to happen. Not going to happen. But finally it's announced. It is official. Horizon Zero Dawn Complete Edition, which is all the DLC, including the expansion, is coming to Steam this summer. Let's see if there's a, if there's a day. So it just says summer 2020. So this, like I said, this has been rumored for a while. And then with Death Stranding coming out, I feel like everyone's like, oh yeah, now this is definitely going to happen. For sure, Sony's putting their games on PC now. But, man, the internet. I don't know of the last time I've seen such a polarizing announcement that, from the logical standpoint, had zero downside. People are so pissed off for whatever reason that Sony, you know, did, why Sony did this, like, I'll just read this. This I pulled up the story is actually you know a, just a tweet here. Uh, the the top, the the most one of the second posts or whatever. I don't know how Twitter uh, does this shit, but it says every guy who called himself a Sony pony should cancel every pre-order they have for former PS exclusive games and stop paying for PS Plus. But I got the fuck out of those fools. They want to go to PC. Fine, do it. You just lost the hardcore guys willing to spend thousands of dollars on your stuff. It's like, dude, you still have Horizon Zero Dawn on PS4. You could still play it. They're not taking it away. And they, as part of this announcement, I think it was like the head of Sony Worldwide. I can't remember his name right now. But he pretty much said, like, we don't plan to do what Microsoft's doing with their Game Pass, Xbox, PC stuff. We will, you know, continue looking at it and see what makes sense to bring over to PC. But we're not doing a day and date thing for our stuff. That's not what we're doing. So like they're still going to get the games on PS4 first or ever. Like there's no guarantee that PS4 or PS Sony games or whatever are coming to PC ever. There's no guarantee of that, but people are just so mad and they're just like boycott Sony, fuck Sony. There was a video of a guy flipping over his table that had his like TV and his console and stuff on it just flipping it over and breaking it and like fucking screaming like a little child because other people get to experience this game that apparently he liked, but apparently he didn't like it enough that he wanted other people to play. I don't, I don't get the logic behind it. I I could see some logic behind if Sony was like wanting, I, I don't, I can't even find any logic in this situation because even if Sony started doing the stuff that Microsoft is with, first party games come to PC day and date like that means I guess that means less people maybe buy a, a console 
But if you still want to play in console, if you still want to play in console, then you could still play there. Those games are still going to come there. It just means other people also get to play it. So, like, I honestly, there are some arguments that, you know, I've seen on the internet where it's like, clearly you're wrong, but I could see how you got there with this twist on it. But, like, this one, I honestly have, I have zero clue why someone would be so upset that a game that they like, like, three years ago at this point, or maybe it had to be like three, maybe even longer. Let me look up. When did Horizon Zero Dawn come out? Horizon Zero Dawn came out in February 2017. So yeah, over three years. This game is over three years old at this point. Three and a half by the time it actually comes out. Why are you mad that other people get to play it? It makes absolutely no sense to me. People, I don't get it. Like I would... I love that Xbox, that Microsoft is doing what they're doing with their first party games because one thing that people have been angry about since since day one of, you know, video games maybe even is why is this game exclusive? There should be no exclusives. I should be able to play the video game where I want to play the video game. And like we're never going to get there in a way where it's, I'm going to play Horizon Zero Dawn on Xbox. Like, you're not going to get there. It's just not going to happen. But the fact I could play Gears of War or Halo or Forza on Xbox on or on my PC just by getting it, like, that's a good thing. The fact that I could play, like, I don't think, I, I don't think you're going to get Horizon Zero Dawn on Steam if you own it on PS4. It would be nice. I don't think they're doing that. So it's not entirely like the Xbox stuff. But if I want like Horizon Zero Dawn was a beautiful game. Like it looked amazing on the PS4. I think the I think the Pro was out then, it might not have been. But like it looked great and the fact you'll you'll put that on a PC with more horsepower, you know, better HDR or whatever, like that's it only going to get better for like you could play it on PS on the computer a PC if you want. Other people could play it on PC if they want. They're gonna have a great time with games that you like. I just don't, I don't get it. But like, that's what just doesn't make sense. Is people have been saying, like I said, I want to play these games everywhere. Stop making things exclusive. And then they people make things like Microsoft is making things less exclusive. Anything that they control, their first party stuff is on PC and Xbox day and date, hundred percent. Buy one, you get both. That's great. But people complain about that. People complain about this Horizon Zero Dawn thing. So, like, I don't, I don't know. Um, it uh, another another piece of news. This came out um, after E3 had been canceled. Um, turns out Warner Brothers was actually going to have a press conference for, I think the yeah their their first ever E3 press conference. They were going to have at E3 because it, it, it's usually uh, Sony, Microsoft, uh, Nintendo who is now moved to a more direct so don't, they don't count as a press conference anymore. I don't th- I don't think the ESA counts them as a press conference. I could be wrong. But then uh, Ubisoft, Bethesda, and I think like Konami used to. I don't think they do anymore though. Square a Square might have had I think Square was the other one. I think they still might. But but apparently Warner Brothers was going to slot into probably Sony's missing spot or something. And now they can't. But it turns out they were going to talk about new Harry Potter. 
new Batman, and also what uh, what Rocksteady has been doing. I don't think Rocksteady worked on Batman uh, Arkham Knight, so I th- think they might have not even worked on Origin. So the, the last game that they worked on might have been Arkham City? Maybe they did work on Knight. I'm not entirely sure, but it's been a while since they had really worked on anything. So everyone's been wondering, what is Rocksteady up to? There hasn't been a lot of news. There's been like teasers for the new Batman game as well. Like, what's that going on? And remember, apparently Warner Brothers has the Harry Potter license, which I thought EA did. I think EA released the last Harry Potter game, but it might be, it might have been, because Warner Brothers might have put the movies out, and maybe that's how they got them back once they wanted to start making games. I don't know. But I don't know how we're going to, actually, I don't know how we're going to, you know, find that, find out that stuff. I don't know if. Are they still going to have a press conference? It's just going to be live streamed. Like, this is their first E3 press conference, so they'll probably still do something. But according to the story on Games Radar, um, apparently the, the WB Harry Potter title leaked back in October of 2018, and it's an open world RPG that's supposed to take place in the 1800s. So, Harry Potter universe, so not, but not Harry Potter. Harry Potter, Harry Potter, no Daniel Radcliffe and Watson, nothing. So I guess, you know, we will have to just keep an eye out and see what, you know, what WB is going to do with, like, are they still going to have a press conference? Are they just going to put out trailers as, like, shorter videos? All this stuff around E3 is, you know, is going to be interesting to keep an eye on going forward so um last piece of news which is actually pretty exciting to me you know i have not i have i'm not a silent silent hills fan i've never really played them um but it there is some rumors going around that there is a ps5 silent hills game being worked on as well as a reboot um there's they come from uh, aesthetic gamer and rely on horror uh they've been according to the starting games radar again they have been uh, pretty good with uh, rumors in the past. Uh, the, in this story, they say that the, the Silent Hill reboot is coming from uh, Sony Entertainment Japan. Um, it is being helmed by the director and writer of the first Silent Hill game, which is probably a good thing for the, the reboot. And um, I think the... I think the second one... Yeah, it says here, uh, the Silent Hill revival is a poorly not-yet-done not deal for afford Kojima full creative freedom and potentially make use of Sony's next-gen PSVR headset. So, if you don't if you don't remember, PT um, that came out on PS4 was scheduled to be Silent Hills, a new Silent Hill game with Konami, which I I don't know if they I don't know if they gave the rights to Sony or if Sony bought them or or if Kojima and Konami are working together again. Um, Konami killed it. It was supposed to be um, a, a Kojima and actually Guillermo del Toro working together for Silent Hills, which after, you know, their whole relationship blew up, Konami and Kojima, he went on to make Death Stranding with all his friends, like Norman Reedus, who was in Silent, who was in PT. He was, I think he was a character you played. It, it revealed that at the end. And Guillermo del Toro, who is 
His voice isn't in the game, but his likeness is. So, you know, there's something going on. But here, um, the, a couple of the rumors that have been in the past from Aesthetic Gamer is the Silent Hill games um, being in the style of, like, Telltale Until Dawn. So, Until Dawn I thought was real good. I don't know how that would work for... It could work for Silent Hill, I guess. Like, Telltale, I feel like... I feel like Telltale, the Telltale style wouldn't work. But, like, if you... Until Dawn, it was very lifelike and... It felt weighty in a way. Your decisions actually mattered while the Telltale stuff, it never never actually felt like, you know, never felt like you, the decisions you made were actually doing anything. So um, I don't, there's really nothing here that says when we're supposed to be, ex, you know, expecting to hear some new news. I would assume that maybe that was something that would be set at an E3. So maybe we get a press conference in June from Konami or from Sony. Like, like Sony still has gone pretty much quiet on their, you know, PS five stuff. So maybe June rolls around and they drop all this shit with, you know, we got a new Silent Hills. We got two new Silent Hill games. We got this, we got that, ba 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 ba, And they just kind of overwhelm everything with information then so again it'd be interesting to see what the heck is going on with Silent Hill and how people are going to do announcements going forward so so that is it for news I said you know the the story couple stories are big but the number of stories there wasn't a there wasn't a lot individually that was going on really um I don't know if that has anything to do with the real world stuff obviously there's some there's some other news that's like EA is telling people to work from home. Nintendo, Microsoft, Bungie, all these, all these, you know, tech companies and game companies are saying to work from home. But like, as far as like newsworthy stuff, there's not a lot in the video game stuff going on right now. So let's see. Let me pull up my calendar here real quick. So up until next week, the twentieth. So what we got here. Um, so MLB the Show twenty is actually coming out on the seventeenth, which is Tuesday. So that is going to be the last the show game that is on PS4 only. Because uh, I don't know if I talked about it on here. I think I did. I think it was it came out when I was doing this. Um, they're bringing out the Xbox next year. Uh, there's no longer going to be an exclusive game, but Sony is still going to make it. So that'll be interesting. That comes out on Tuesday. And then we got the 20th with Animal Crossing, Doom 64, and Doom Eternal. I think you get Doom 64 if you pre-order Doom Eternal. I think that's how it works, but also I think you could just buy Doom 64. Uh, the, the I don't know if it's weird, but the thing. Um, Doom 64 is coming out on Switch when Doom Eternal is not. Also, Doom Eternal is coming out on Stadia, apparently, when Doom 64 is not. So that's kind of a weird thing. Um, but that's kind of the start and then we kind of start getting into stuff still not a lot coming out after that until like April and stars we get some Resident Evil going on but those are the the two big games that people were waiting on and they're coming out on the same day so that is gonna be interesting to see people that wanted both trying to balance both and also they are very very different games so it it's going to be nice to just like see how that works. Like people, how, how people are handling balancing those two games when they're very different games. So, but that's it. 
a little bit shorter one, shorter of a one today, because I said the news has been kind of short, but overall still a good week. Um, next week we will come back and I will probably hopefully have some Animal Crossing to talk about, Call of Duty Warzone to talk about, and some more news hopefully. Hopefully, you know, everything doesn't get canceled and everything doesn't get shut down. Until then, you guys can find me on my normal social media stuff on Twitter, Ryan W. Gleason, Twitch, Gleason Ryan, YouTube, Gleason Ryan, of course, the website, videogames.fyi, which there's links to all my social stuff there as well. Until next time, see you guys later.